Throughout our Christmas series, we've been looking at this theme, a Christmas playlist. And one thing we've seen throughout this series is that songs make a real difference and capture a moment. Perhaps one of the most famous recently was in 1914. Here is a, an artist impression of what happened. It was, war was raging in Europe and in a field in Flanders. <coughs> death was everywhere. It's not known how it started, but legend has it that someone from the German side was singing our, what we now know as Silent Night. And as the words hung in the air, so the English side started singing. And before they knew it, the soldiers came out from their trenches, started raising Christmas tree with candles on. And both sides continued singing carols, they exchanged gifts, um, and they even started playing football together. Here are two enemy sides. Now at peace. Amazing, isn't it, what happened? And yet sadly, just four hours later, they were back to killing each other again. And war continued. And that very much is a testament of the age that we're living in, isn't it? We long for peace. And we see little snatches of peace here and there. But peace seems to be so elusive, so hard to grab hold of, so hard to keep. And yet that is what we want. We all know of the war in Ukraine and how our hearts yearn for that to stop. But it's not just war. What about violence out on the streets? Just recently we've been shocked of the stabbings on our doorstep. Fatal stabbings. There is unrest all around. And it's not just out there that we know violence in our own homes, disagreements, feuds, and we long for peace. Indeed, we live in a world of great tragedy. I think all of us have been shocked with those children that went through the ice recently. And we know their Christmas is going to be very different, devastated. And we long for peace. We long for this world put right. So where do we start? Where do we go for this world put right? Where do we find peace? Well, we need to go back a little bit further than 1914. We need to go back to that first Christmas. And we need to go out to that song that was sung on a starlit hillside. We need to go and listen to the choir. I can call it that, can't I? The celestial choir singing the song of Luke chapter 2, verse 14. It's just two lines long. That's all it is. And you've heard it a thousand times before. Here it is on the screen now. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace 
to those on whom his favour rests. Now to help us to try to understand that this evening, I want us to look, I want us to listen, and I want us to believe. For this is a love song. A love song that speaks of peace. Well, first of all then, look. Look. By the time, by this time in the Christmas story, I think we've got to say that the angels, well, they're old hat, aren't they? We're rather used to angels suddenly appearing at unexpected times. Uh, we've heard some of them in our readings uh, recently. Uh, so we've had the angel Gabriel appearing to Zechariah, then to Mary. We've also had the angel appearing to Joseph in a dream. But here we have something completely different. Yes, it's an angel, another angel appearing to the shepherds. But now we've got something fresh. Because suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appear in the night sky and they are praising God. You cannot help but see them. The whole sky is alive with angels praising God. And the words that are used here, host and company, they are military terms. They here is a section of a vast army, a vast army of angels. Here is one cohort of them, if you like. And they've come before these people, but they don't come with terms of war. They don't come marching for a fight. They come with terms of peace from heaven. And it's as if all heaven is trying to get our attention. Much, if you like, you might click your fingers. I can't click my fingers, unfortunately, at the moment. But you click your fingers. And the idea is, you want them to, people to look at your fingers and then to look on to what you're pointing at. And the angels, they are, if you like, clicking their fingers by them singing this song. They want us to look at them so that we look to see what they're actually singing about and praising. Earlier this year, I was given a, a, an award for community work that I've done locally. It was kind of them, but uh, really, the, the work that I was doing was so small, uh, with a vast community, it really hasn't made and doesn't make much difference. It's a small dent and yet, when I was given that reward, of course, there was no fanfare, there was no notice in, in the new shopper. I didn't expect there to be. There was no praise. Even the king and queen, or the, 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 the queen didn't come, or the king even, didn't come down and greet my hand. There was none of that. But here the angels are saying, praise God in the highest heaven. You see, when I got my reward, there was very little notice because actually it was very small. But here, everyone needed to hear of this praise. Everyone needed to understand who God is because God is good and God is at work. And the angels are saying, look, listen, listen to, to, listen to this. But before we come to that, we need to see here 
that they are singing this song. They are singing God's praises to God. Why? Look at verse 10 if you have a Bible. Because a saviour has been born. The Lord of all has been born. And their response is one of what? Praise. So we are looking at these angels and they are praising God that a saviour for us has been born. Well, if the angels are rejoicing, then how much more should we rejoice? Isn't that true? We should be full of praise and wonder that the Lord of all should be born and laid in a manger. So we need to look glory to God in the highest. But we need to listen as well. Because now the angels have our attention. We need to hear the love song that they bring. And it's there, isn't it? And on earth, peace. That is what we are looking for. That is what we are yearning for. And they rightly understand that this royal birth is the gateway to true peace. Here is the news we want to hear. And this peace is only possible through Jesus. Now when we think of peace, we often think of in terms of horizontal peace. That is peace with our neighbour, peace with one another, perhaps even peace within ourselves. But the peace that these angels are announcing is first and foremost a peace with God. It's a relationship restored with him. So when you hear God's demands to love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, what's your response? Well, our first response is actually one of defiance. Well, why should I? Why should I give God everything? I've got my own life to live. I've got my own problems. Why do I need to give everything to God? But that's the problem. Because we've been created for God and we think we've been created for ourselves. And that is why we do not have peace with God because actually we're at war with God. In the first book of the Bible, Genesis, we see the first woman desiring to be like God and rejecting God's promises of life. There is that rejection there. But we also see Adam also rejecting God's word, just standing there, allowing her to be deceived and then following her into open rejection of God and then blaming her. Isn't that the case? And we know that in our own families. We're so quick at blaming others rather than recognising actually it's our fault. We, we, we are as much to blame as others. And that's why true peace has to start off being right with God. Because then when we're right with God, we're on the right basis to be right with others as well. They may not agree with us as we put our trust in Jesus. But that's another story for another day. But until we see our instinctive hostility to God's authority, we'll never understand what true peace is. Maybe the second response is one of failure. 
How can I love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength? I try, I try so hard, but I fail again and again. We make our New Year's promises. I'll be good this year, God. Honest I will. I'll read my Bible. I'll pray. But somehow the human heart still resists him and goes our own way. You see, there is a war on. It's the war in the human heart and we resist God all the way. And yet here is this good news. It's all about a baby that was born to bring peace on earth. Peace between us and God so that we can then enjoy peace with one another. And the baby that was born, how does he bring peace? Well, he brings peace by living a perfect life but then dying the death that you and me deserve as lawbreakers. And that's what the cross is all about. This is why Christmas and Easter go together. Because at the cross, Jesus was taking the punishment on himself so that we could go free and that we could enjoy a renewed relationship with God. For God so loved this world that he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. Isaiah 9, we read it at the beginning, says this. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and here it is, Prince of Peace. And he can be called the Prince of Peace because he is our peace. By being broken so that we may be healed. By knowing darkness and separation from his Father so that we can know fellowship with his Father. And so this peace then means that we can enjoy God, that we can know him. It means that we can trust him when all is going wrong and we don't know what he's doing. But because we love him, because we trust him, we can have peace. It's the old story, isn't it, of the, of the girl in, in a boat and she is frightened as the boat is pitching in the waves. But she is told, don't worry, your father is at the will. And she said, great. And she went back to sleep again <laughs> because she knew her father was at the will. And because we're right, if we're right with God, we can know that peace because our father is at the will. It means that when the world is confused, we can have that quiet assurance that God is at work. One hymn puts it like this. Peace, perfect peace, in this dark world of sin, the blood of Jesus gives us peace within. Peace, perfect peace, with sorrows surging round, 
in Jesus' presence, his true calm is found. Peace, perfect peace, all future unknown. Jesus we know and he is on the throne. That is why we can have peace. Because Jesus not only was born, not only died, but is now on the throne. And we can have confidence before him. But are you listening this evening? Sometimes Rachel tells me something and I say, that's good, wonderful, yep, I agree. And then a little bit later, I say, you didn't tell me. And Rachel says, I did, and you agreed. I said, no, you didn't. And of course, what what happened there? I heard, but I wasn't listening. And we can do that with this message. We can hear it every single year. And we have heard so many messages on these passages of Scripture. And yet still our hearts can be hard. That is why we need to truly listen to the love song that these angels bring. But there's one more thing, one more right response. Yes, we need to rejoice. We need to, of course, look at the angels and and hear what they are bringing. And we need to take on board all that they're saying. There's one more thing, and that is we need to believe. We need to believe. Because who enjoys this wonderful peace? A famous translation of the Bible puts it like this. Goodwill towards all men. Yet those words in its original language are not giving a a general hope to the world at large. It is not simply saying, it's not saying that God is kind to everyone. Though of course he is. 2 Peter 3 tells us that he is patient with you, not willing that any should perish. Oh no, we know know that he is kind to all. But this term is actually one that speaks of God's chosen people. It is those whom God has brought into his kingdom and has transformed them. It is saying that to all those who have come to trust in Christ, they know God's favour. And if you have come to that point of putting your trust in Jesus, if you are believing in him, then you too can say that you are enjoying God's favour. It means, therefore, that favour is not measured, or God's favour, is not measured by an increase of wealth, by a trouble-free life. You know, we would love that sometimes, wouldn't we? Oh, I'm enjoying God's favour. I've got no problems in my life at the moment. I've got a good job. I've got this. I've got that. But life isn't like that. And the Bible never, ever promises us that that is God's favour. God's favour is peace. Peace on earth. Peace with God. Peace with one another. That is what peace really is about. It is knowing God's grace in all its richness, in all its unsearchable splendour. That is the riches that we have in Jesus. And so the a modern carol that we've started singing 
bids the unfaithful to come. To come and believe. The shepherds do just that. They believe and they go and they tell this message to others. And you and me this evening, we need to hear this message of grace and we need to believe it. And we need to tell others of it. Because we don't just want to have it in our ears or even in our minds. It needs to go to our hearts. And we need God to change our hearts. And so the good news, therefore, of Christmas is peace with God through the gift of his Son. And so rejoice with the angels. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Listen to this message and believe it. And whatever will happen in your life, for good or for bad, you will be able to say with the hymn writer, it is well, it is well with my soul. Amen. Amen. Let me pray. Father, we do thank you for all that we've heard from your word this evening. Father, we thank you that there is peace, perfect peace, can be found in this troubled, war-riddled world. Father, we thank you that that peace was first found wrapped in swaddling cloths in, um, and laid in a manger. And that peace was found when Jesus died and rose again. And now we can say he is our peace. He has broken down the wall that was dividing us. And indeed we can have fellowship with one another and fellowship with God. May each of us know this peace this year. Father, hear our prayers. Accept our thanks. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.